Isaac, you keep telling me that the Big 12 is the best conference in all of college basketball. But if they're so good, how come they don't have any teams in the top five of the latest AP poll? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? Welcome into Locked On College Basketball, the only daily national college hoop show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Coming up on today's show, going to give you some reactions to the newest AP poll to drop. Going to unpack the big showdown from Texas last night with Texas knocking off Baylor. And boy, howdy, the biggest comeback in Texas Tech history. But first, I have to give a mea culpa to the entire Lawyer family. On Monday's show, I was trying to talk about Fletcher Lawyer, freshman guard that plays for the Purdue Boilermakers. And I mistakenly, and I think Andy might have too, said Foster Lawyer. The problem is that Foster Lawyer is the brother of Fletcher Lawyer. Foster Lawyer plays for Davidson. And oh boy, if you read back the YouTube comments from yesterday's show, you would have thought I would have committed one of the seven cardinal sins. People are blowing me up and it's hilarious and I love it. So here we are today for me to offer an official apology to the entire Lawyer family, to Foster to Fletcher, to their parents, their dogs, cats, uncles, brothers, moms, and sisters, and everyone else who might have ever had any kind of relationship with the lawyer family. I am deeply regretted and sorry. From now on, I will never say Fletcher or Foster on this show. I will just say F lawyer, and you'll know that I'm talking about one of the lawyer brothers. Deal? Deal. Let's shake hands and move on. I just... That's just sometimes we just got to have some fun. Am I right? I'm right. Let's keep going. AP poll dropped on Monday and the reaction to it. Yeah, this is the right thing. You heard Andy Patton and I talk about on yesterday's show. There is just no other team that has the resume or wins or record, frankly, of the Purdue Boilermakers. And there's no excuse to vote any other team but them as the number one team in America. And the voters got it right. Purdue is a unanimous number one in the nation. The rest of the top 10 want to round it out for you and uh, just give a few observations here. Uh, following Purdue, the top five is rounded out by Tennessee, Houston, Alabama, and Arizona at five. Six through 10 then is Virginia, and then Kansas State at seven, Kansas at eight. Woo, big matchup tonight in Lawrence. Nine is UCLA, and 10 is Texas. Now, What's interesting about that is those are the exact 10 teams that both Andy Patton and I had on yesterday's show as the teams in our top 10, not necessarily in the same order, but we did both have four of the top five uh, teams in the top five there. And so uh, we're just right on track with that. And I think we're getting to that point in the season where there, there is a big group of teams that still have legitimate national title hopes, but there is a pretty well-defined 10 or so teams that stand out a little bit from that group. However, I mentioned off the top, kind of joking, like, hey, Isaac, you keep telling me that the Big 12 is the best conference in all of college basketball. And, and not just me, lots of people are saying that. Metrics say that, people watching with their eyeball tests say that. But let me read back for you that top five of this week's AP poll one more time. Listen up, give me, give me your ears. <laughs> 
Purdue, number one, Tennessee, number two, Houston, number three, Alabama, number four, Arizona, number five. What do you notice about that? There's a future Big 12 team in there in Houston, but there are no current Big 12 teams in the top five. And so I was actually asked this question on Monday, and I think it's a great question, and I want to answer it here on the show. I was asked, how come the best conference in all of America does not have a top five team? It's a valid question. Because when we think top conference in America, you think not only depth, but you think elite teams at the top. And so why? Why is that? Here's my answer for you. It's simply because this conference is so good. They're beating up on each other. It's a rugged conference that no team is elite enough to separate from the pack. They just keep pulling each other in and winning because they're all great teams. That's that's the thing. And so because they're beating up on each other, it's keeping them out of the top five because no team is creating separation. But let's say you take... Kansas or Texas or Kansas State and put them in the ACC. For me, they would be blowing the ACC away right now, not looking back. I mean, they might have a loss, maybe two, but any of those three teams, if they're in the ACC, they're leading the way and a top five team in the nation because they haven't taken on some of the losses they're taking on in the Big 12. Does that make sense? I, I th- It makes a ton of sense to me. Moreover, beyond being what, what our top five quality teams that also says to me that even though they're, they're not in the top five right now, multiple, if not all of like the top six teams in the conference have legitimate final four aspirations. And I I don't think that is a, a wild thing of me to say like that, that is not some hot take. That is, that is a legitimate real thing for me to say. Look at it this way. Let's not forget that while they might not be any Big 12 teams in the top five, the Big 12 is occupying spots 7, 8, 10, 11, 13, and 15 in the top 25. So while it might sound bad to say the best conference in America doesn't have any top five teams, hear me also say the best conference in America has six of the top 15 teams. That sounds a little more impressive, right? So it's all about how you look at it and remember it. So The Big 12 is beating up on each other. That's why they're not in the top five, but they're still circulating around the top 15. The bracketology of it, that tells you everything you need to know. Like if we were seeding this thing today, let let me just give you two examples. ESPN's bracketology. The Big 12, those top six teams, leaving out the two Oklahoma schools, West Virginia and Texas Tech. The other six, you have two number two seeds, one number three seed and three number four seeds. Field of 68, they put out a new bracketology on Monday. They have two number two Big 12 teams, three third-seeded Big 12 teams, and one number four. So you see how much respect is there. So hear me say, there are six Big 12 teams that I believe are legitimately capable of making a Big Four, and it wouldn't be crazy. Well, coming up, we want to talk about two of those teams. They had a massive game in Austin, Texas on Monday night. Baylor and their six-game winning streak visiting the Longhorns. How did that work out? I will tell you all about it in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. 
This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because it's the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. So download FanDuel now and you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet doesn't win. So honestly, make a bad bet. (laughs) FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, who will score a touchdown, daily fantasy, whatever it is. The FanBook, uh, excuse me, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. I love it. It's the only app I go to for daily fantasy stuff. So join today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. LockedOn is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl tonight, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But right now, it feels like here on Locked On College Basketball, it's deja vu all over again. And yes, I did say the same thing twice just there because that's perfect. Last Tuesday, we were talking to Baylor's Drake Toll, and today we are doing the same thing because the Bears just keep finding themselves in these epic Big Monday showdowns, as was the case on Monday night in Austin, Texas, where the Longhorns beat Baylor 76-71 in a battle of 10 versus 11. You love to see it. Baylor's six-game winning streak is snapped. My response to it, Drake, this is a phenomenal college basketball game, a phenomenal Big 12 game, where the home team won. And you kind of just expected that to happen in a four or five point game. Now, I know you as a non uh, as as a partisan watcher of this game might not have felt that way. But boy, what a great game. And it felt like it just turned out the way you maybe expected going in. What do you think? Wrong. (laughs) Tell me why. Hey, come on your show, Isaac, and just just tinkle all over your take there. No, Uh, tinkle all tinkle more. So look, here's the deal. I I stepped in dog poop earlier tonight, which last night, which is not the worst thing that's happened this evening. Um, the Baylor basketball game topped it. I don't know if you do this, like getting dog poop out of a carpet. I Congress can agree on more. It'd be much easier for that than doing that. And it was somehow the best part of my night. Um, this team has been winning games that they that they shouldn't win, and the 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 reason why they were shooting forty six percent this season. Averaging 46%. The last four games, mind you, three of them wins. They've shot 36%. That is a 10% difference. A lot of difference, Isaac. It's a lot of difference. In that stretch of three games they won of the four, one of those teams they beat was Kansas, too. So they've got a couple quality quad one wins because it's the Big 12. It's kind of what you get here. (laughs) Uh, But on a night where Keontae George, LJ Cryer, and Adam Flagler combined to go 16 for 40 Seven, which keeps happening. This team is has become a volume shooting team. They don't score down low. They're going to score from the outside. If they do score, they shot eight for 26 from three. Isaac, to live and die by the three, there's an and there, meaning you have to do one or the other. You can't just do one. This team is only dying by the three, even in the games that they win. 
where they really don't deserve to win. These shots aren't falling and the volume shooting's not working. So yeah, I mean, they've won six out of the last seven, but to someone who's followed them closely, I don't know if they've all deserved to be wins. I wish you could live and or die by the three. I wish there was some some yeah. three-point shooting purgatory you could go Are hang out in. Me? Uh, that would be great. Here, Here's the thing, though. Despite that, and I thought Texas did a really good job in this game of getting out to, to run Baylor off the three because you know you've got that electric trio in the backcourt. Uh, Langston yep. Love was missing from this game, unfortunately. There, there is that note. Um, and then forcing the, the guards to drive and then causing them you know, to have to take tough twos. But I thought the guards did a nice job of getting to the rim down the stretch. Like, I thought they broke that trend. But mm-hmm. then, for me, here's what happens at the very end of the game. I thought Keontae George had a freshman moment where Baylor's down three. Still plenty of time, I thought, to go get a quick two and foul. There's about 20 seconds left. And he launches this deep three from right in front of Coach Drew. And I was like, Keontae George, you've made some amazing plays in this game. That wasn't it. That was a freshman moment for me. Would you have preferred him to go get a two or at, at, at least get a better look at a three? Uh, so I, what, before I go in on Keontae here, which I'm not going to go all the way in. That, that sounded aggressive. <laughs> Adam Flagler also had a freshman moment. By the way, Adam Flagler is like 24 when he <laughs> did pretty much the same thing the possession before with a, a, an un, completely unnecessary step back. Um, and or the possession after right in that same moment where you need a crucial shot, you need a big make and you, you didn't get it. You didn't get it from mm-hmm. two guys you expect and, and neither of them are good looks either. Uh, when you've been driving the paint so well, when you've been scoring in the paint so well from your guard, from your guards, you keep doing that. You keep leaning in on that. Texas had a bad free throw shooting night too. So what I want is force Texas to beat you from the free throw line. Uh, the, the Longhorn shot 16 for 23. That's just 70%. And Baylor didn't do it. It's a freshman making a freshman move, like you said, shooting it from the parking lot when you're down by three. Um, But also, Isaac, it was on par with the shot selection the rest of the game. I mean, why take a good shot late in the game when you haven't done it the rest of the game is is (laughs) kind of my philosophy there. Right, right, right. Why (laughs) why fix it when it matters most? Keep doing what you've been doing. Um, And again, this kind of goes back to the fact Baylor deserved to lose this game and and it's good they, they've been it's like what can you correct out of a win where you're supposed to lose it's really tough to lay into your guys but now they get that taste in the mouth of all right you just lost a game uh here's how you approach film in a new way here's how you approach adjustments in a new way and you clean it up for a big 12 gauntlet that sorry doesn't get any easier well, thankfully, you know, it will get a little bit easier coming up. Texas Isaac, State. they just beat Iowa State. Isaac, <laughs> it never gets easier in the Big 12. Oh, that's fair. Okay, but and yet, here's the thing. If you could cover up the score bug in this game and mm-hmm. not look at it, to me as I'm watching this game, it felt like Texas should have been ahead by double, like 12 For to sure. 15 points For most sure. of the game as, as – Poorly as it felt like Baylor was playing, they just kept hanging around, just kept hanging around, just kept hanging around. And you look up and there's two and a half minutes to go and they're down just two. Yeah. Can that for for Baylor fans or for this team provide some level of encouragement? Like in a game where your guards shot as miserably as you just said they did, you're playing at what many people think is a top five team in America on the road. And yet, in that game, you're still doing what you need to do to fight and claw and stay 
in the game. Is that any level of solace for the Baylor fan base? No, hundred percent. And look guys, like a lot of the, a lot of the response that I've given you has been kind of the emotional fan shtick that you'll get from, from the general Baylor basketball fan. I, I honestly, my, my genuine takes are a little more level-headed and I'll give you that. <laughs> Fine. I'll come off of the performance. Um, no, this is, this is a Baylor team that competes. They fight hard. Uh, they're, they're not, they're not the best team in America. They, they fight, they, they punch above their weight because yeah. their defense is not very good. Their offense is sporadic and inconsistent. They've just got a lot of dogs. D a W G Flo Thamba is not great at basketball, honestly, but he fights hard. Caleb Lohner is good for an air ball. Every game he touches the floor, he's going to air ball it, but gosh, he fights hard. Jalen bridges is the same way. Uh, even the guys aren't flashy. They're not the big names. They don't get the recognition. Fran Fraschilla doesn't call their name out every night. Uh, Josh Ojanwuna, who no one can pronounce correctly. <laughs> These guys are, are what makes this team really gritty and keeps them in games. And it's why they deserve to be in these games, despite the box score being so lopsided. Yeah. And, and I, speaking of Flo Thamba, I thought him picking up those two early fouls really changed the tenor of that first half. Mm-hmm. felt like Baylor had some good momentum out of the gate. Uh, and, and then he has to go to the bench early with those two fouls. And it felt like uh, the, the Bears just were spinning their tires for a little bit there mm-hmm. early. Now, looking forward, I know, as you just said, and as we're going to talk about here in the next segment on the show, Texas Tech at home in Waco on Saturday. I know they just beat Iowa State, but uh, Baylor gets them. And then on Wednesday, Oklahoma at home. So, as much of a respite as you can find in the Big 12. There's not much of one, but right. there's a little bit of coming up for a breath of fresh air uh, to get back to that winning streak that just went away. Better days ahead for Baylor. We're still waiting to see Jonathan Chamochachua. That could add a massive, massive thing to this squad if they can get him back. Drake Toll, thanks for hopping on on this Show best of luck coming up on Saturday against the suddenly resurgent Texas Tech Red Raiders. Isaac, glad I could add more fireworks than Baylor did in Austin last night. Always a pleasure. Coming up, we are going to talk about that game and Texas Tech's historic comeback. All that in just a moment. How's this for a funny story? Monday night. I'm hanging out with my family. My wife's actually out of the country right now on a trip. I've already put my kids to bed. My parents are actually in town. So we're just sitting around our house watching college basketball. Obviously, we're all dialed in on Virginia at Syracuse and then Texas and Baylor. And it's we're just rocking and rolling with that. And all of a sudden, my mom says, hey, Isaac, uh, you you seen what the score of, of Texas Tech at, or Iowa State at Texas Tech is? I was like. No, I haven't been paying attention because there's no need to. She said, maybe let's switch over to that for just a second. Because here's what happened. Texas Tech knocks off number 13, Iowa State, 80 to 77 in overtime to pick up their first Big 12 win of the season. We owe a great debt of gratitude to Cindy Shade, my dear and sweet mother, for making sure we saw the end of that game. But here's why I just bring all that up, because the lazy take in all of this is you were probably as apathetic to that game as I was like, hey, there's no real point in watching this. Texas Tech hasn't won a Big 12 game. Iowa State's rolling. They're tied for the conference lead. They're going to go in. It might be a tight game in Lubbock, but uh, no point in really watching it. So the, the lazy take with that, Iowa State's tied atop the conference. They can't. They cannot lose this game to winless in the Big 12, Texas Tech. 
But that, to me, again, is a lazy take. Why? Because of the very depth of the Big 12 Conference that we've already been talking about. This is not a bad loss for Iowa State. In fact, go back and look. Texas Tech was favored in this game. 0-8 in the Big 12, Texas Tech was favored over Iowa State in this game. That's how deep and talented this conference is. Now, again, Texas Tech, 0-8 in the Big 12. Before conference play, they were 10-2 and and had won some games, some good games. But Texas Tech is 69th in the net. This is not a bad loss for Iowa State. It is a quad one loss. So do not let me hear you saying, oh man, this this really hurts Iowa State's resume. They go to Lubbock and, and lose to Texas Tech. They're hapless. Not true at all. Now, you, you don't want to win, you don't want to lose any game, but this is not damaging and it is not a bad loss for the Cyclones. They're going to regroup. They need to regroup and get back out um, and, and figure a few things out for themselves before uh, they get to Saturday. Why? Because they host Kansas coming in on Saturday to Ames, Iowa. So that's going to be a massive matchup that we're going to have to keep our eyes on for that one. But Man, like when you think about this, there's a couple of things that can be true at the same time. And I want to, I want you to hear me say this. The loss itself without context is not bad. If you just looked at the score of this game, it's like, ah, Iowa State lost on the road to a Big 12 school in overtime. No big deal. It's a quad one loss. It's fine. They'll rebound and recover. They're going to be good. The loss with context, that's a different story. Why? This game is the biggest comeback in the history of the Texas Tech program. Iowa State was up by 23 points. 23 points with 12 and a half minutes to go and lost. Some very simple math tells you that that means that over the final 12 and a half minutes of that game, Texas Tech outscored Iowa State by exactly 23 points in 12 and a half minutes. If you're Iowa State, that, that is the part that's a little bit damning that you can't do. So, so what does this mean for Iowa State? They took a loss on the road to a Big 12 opponent. Better days are ahead, but again, it's the Big 12. So hard days are still ahead because not only is it Kansas on, on Saturday, excuse me, but now Iowa State has lost back-to-back games. They've lost three of four and four of six. Um, Thankfully, after Kansas, they do get West Virginia, but it's on the road. And then they get Oklahoma State back home. So hopefully a little bit of some breathing room for Iowa State to regather. But man, when you look at it, if they lose to Kansas, that's now three in a row and four out of five. And and, and you just don't want to get to that point. But listen, we know plenty of good teams, plenty of great teams in the Big 12 that have had three-game losing streaks this season, including that very Kansas Jayhawks team. So I get it. And you don't want to lose to Texas Tech. But the take is, it's not a bad loss. So hear me say that. So where do things stand now in the Big 12 standings? Texas, after their victory over Baylor, stands alone 7-2, and two, pending a certain result in Lawrence, Kansas tonight. And no, I'm not talking about Kansas moving into first place Only Kansas State can do that. Kansas State right now is in second for the time being at 6-2. They obviously play tonight against Kansas. They'll either move up to tie Texas 
or move down to six and three to be tied with Iowa State. They could also be tied. <clears throat> it just depends on what's going to happen. If Kansas can beat Kansas State, they'll be tied at six and three. And then TCU also plays on Tuesday night. And so TCU and Kansas currently tied for fourth in the conference at five and three. Obviously, as I said, both play tonight. So there's going to be some more shuffling. We'll relook at these conference standings after that. Baylor falls to sixth at five and four. And then you got those lower four teams in the Big 12, uh, the two Oklahoma schools, West Virginia and Texas Tech. Um, the, those top six safely in the tournament, as you just heard me say earlier, uh, top four seeds in everyone's bracketology right now. And then I wouldn't be surprised just because of the strength of the conference. If one other school is able to squeak their way in probably one of the Oklahoma schools, if I was looking at it today. Now, uh, we didn't even get to talk about the, the high level ACC game that happened earlier on Monday night, Virginia, Almost got knocked off at Syracuse, but they hold on, and that keeps the Wahoos in sole possession of second place in the ACC. Uh, a, a big time matchup coming up on Wednesday night in the ACC when Pittsburgh goes to North Carolina with third place in the conference on the line. Now, <laughs> Big 12, like I feel like we're just drinking all this Big 12 water like a fire hose, and it's like, when does this gauntlet let up? Well, there's no time to come up for air in the Big 12 because as we've been talking about, tonight, Kansas State at Kansas, 8 Eastern time. The problem is because of Kansas State not being expected to be good this season, it's not on a national broadcast. It's a streaming game, so make sure you check that out on ESPN+, Plus, Big 12+, Plus, whatever you have there. Man, fun stuff. Another great big Monday of college basketball. It's going to be a great week of college basketball with a great Sunday on the backside. But coming up tomorrow, Andy Patton will join you. Uh, make sure you tune in for that one. Would love to ask you if you would go to iTunes and leave some reviews. This is a great way to help the show find a bigger audience by just leaving some notes about why you love this show. Uh, would be honored if you would do that. At the same time, the, the YouTube channel is growing and growing and growing, and it really helps if you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you smash the like button and leave some comments on your thoughts on what we're talking about today. All right. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today with Drake. Great stuff there from him. So grateful for his time. Until tomorrow. Peace. Peace.